Set Ball, the Power Chair Podcast. Welcome to Set Ball, the Power Chair Podcast, the one and only podcast focusing on all things Power Chair football. My name's Siobhan Stevenson, and I'm with my mate Dave Lewis, who happens to be the chair of the Wheelchair Football Association, which is the national governing body for power chair football in England. Dave? Hello there, Siobhan. We are back for a second week. Um, we are. You know, I think it went well last week. We've had some good feedback, so we've decided to give it another go. And this week, we've got two very special guests again. Um, known them a very long time, probably more than 10 years. So I'll introduce them. First, we have um, Aspire Captain, England Captain, and player rep for the WFA, amongst all your other roles in power chair football, John Bolding. Morning, Morning. afternoon, whatever it is. But if you're technically yeah. serious, getting started. So, yeah, yeah, sorry about um, that. No, that's fine, man. Thanks for your patience. And alongside you, we have your teammate, long-term teammate, Bobby Williams. Hello, mate. How you doing, mate? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So... Just to give you an idea of um, how this is going to go, Dave's going to ask you both some questions uh, to get to know stuff about you. I've got a little whistle. So I'm trying to learn the rules of the game um, at the same time as finding out more about the clubs and how the whole league works. Um, So I'm going to be quiet, really. But every now and again, I'm going to ask a question if I don't understand something. And if I ask me a question, I've got a whistle that I can blow. so if you hear this, then it's me trying to ask a question. Um, Got ya. Otherwise, otherwise, I'll just sit and listen. Without further ado, then I think we should rock and roll, Siobhan. Yep. Um, with our questions then and get to know these boys, hear all about their power chair experiences and careers. So firstly, boys, simple as um, please tell us about yourselves and your role within your clubs and even the wider sport. John, do you want to go first? Well, I am currently player manager at Spire. Um, been playing since 2002, so close to 18 years now. So I'm quite one of the old old lads, you know. Um, obviously, captain of England as well. So that's uh, a major cap in my uh, career, which I'm very happy and proud to be. Um, and yeah, um, that's kind of all my role. Obviously, I'm player rep at the WFA, so um, taking that on board over the last few months. So. Really excited about the future of the sport. Okay, and Bob? Well, yeah, so I've I've played with John for how long now? Must be about eight years, probably. Um, I started off in the Aspire second team years and years ago and then was in that team and looking to hope to move up. And then I finally got to move up, which is a bit daunting at first. Um, but yeah, and that was it then. I've played in every position you can think of um, in the team. But yeah. Oh, so what's your favourite position, Bobby? Well, don't even go there. Um, not goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. <laughs> Uh, he's, a, he's a rejuvenated winger. Yeah, that's what you call me. I mean, I've got old fucking guy for a few years. In his old age. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to be playing on the the wing. I guess you get to score goals out there, so that's what we like. Okay, so just to recap, then we've called it set ball um, because it's like a resetting of the game. What we're in, you know, kind of at the minute. We'll come to you first, Bobby. And um, so, how did you get involved in the sport, playing the power chair football, and especially playing for Aspire? Um, I want to look back now. I used to play. I used to play cricket, wheelchair cricket. Um, started off. And my my dad used to have to run me up and down every time in my manual chair. And then someone came along there and said that 
they've been playing parachute football. I must have been 16 at this point. Um, and I was like, football, that's all I've ever wanted to do. So I went straight over there. Um, I just put a tyre, strapped a tyre around my day chair. And then it's quite a fast chair. So I kind of just went round everyone. And then after training twice, Steve uh, Pearson just said, do you want to take come to our national team? And then I went up to Kettering and played for the second team. Yeah, so that's how it all started. And then, yeah, worked my way up. Fantastic, man. We heard from uh, Rob Thompson last week and he spoke about using the car tyres as well. So that's yeah. a really popular thing, you know, back in the day. You know, that's yeah. how the sport sort of began with the car tyres and, you know, sort of day chairs and sort of botching like a football chair, if you like. Yeah, so really interesting to hear your story. And I suppose, John, I suppose something similar, really, with the car tyres. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, obviously, yeah, when I started 18 years ago, it was car tyres and a huge football. Um, and, yeah, I got involved. I... I used to, obviously, I used leg braces. So I used to walk when I was younger uh, a lot more than I do now. And so from a young age, I tried to be involved in football, uh, obviously with my friends. And I played for Wimbledon, had like a disabled ability counts team, uh, which is made up of all disabilities. And um, my dad and mum took me to that every week training. Um, but it was, I, I was never going to succeed in that kind of football because I couldn't run, I can't jump, I can't really hit a ball that hard. So unless the ball was literally play to my feet I would never really get it and my parents always took me knowing that I love football but it kind of broke their heart because they saw me standing there and not really taking part you know um, and then one day I was at school and a letter came through about a tournament at Stanmore Hospital um, which is the Aspire Rehabilitation Rehabilitation, I can't even say that word, you know. Rehabilitation. <laughs> that's the one, the, the unit, which is off Stanmore Hospital. So that's where we got our name from, because um, it started there, a tournament took place, and then a, a team basically formed from that tournament, like I say, with the car tyres and the big ball. Whistle's gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just about that, yeah. I'm having a few problems with me whistle this week. Um, I just wanted to ask, one of the things I do know is about classification in powerchair football. So the team you were in before, um, yeah. before you got the letter through about about the tournament, was that pre-classification? I mean, were there lots of teams at the very start of power chair football that didn't do that? So when I talk about the football I'd done before, it wasn't power chair football. It was just your standard everyday football, standing up, that kind of football. Um, power chair football never was in this country until I basically got the letter. Right, uh, it okay. was its very first ever tournament. Um, and so that's when I knew about it and uh, attended it and never looked back since. Um, but the, the sport had been in other countries like America, Japan. They'd been playing it for many years before we did. Um, and then we brought it over here and obviously kicked on once once we knew about it. When was that? That was in 2002. Yeah, so that was pre-WSA. But, um, you yeah. know, the Wheelchair Football Association didn't form in England until 2005. So all this is kind of kind of official activity if you like you know so John you really are like, a veteran aren't you I'm a, yeah, very stuff from labor. <laughs> yeah I've been um like, so it I've seems been, mad that you're a veteran to me because you're still re, re, you know you're quite young aren't you you're not oh thanks you're I'll not that. <laughs> no. don't say that please don't no, say that you know what I mean you're not you're not an old bloke no. so it seems quite strange that that you considered a veteran yeah. in 2020, really. And it's quite nice, obviously, because you can continue playing 
That's why obviously Dave's like 60. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you can play. You this all the time, even in games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, because the wheelchair does the majority of the work, as long as your brain works, uh, yeah. you can keep going for quite a long time. In your time. hands, in your one hand, in your brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, age isn't really a big factor in, in our sport, which is quite nice. But, yeah, I've experienced quite a lot ever since I've been playing because when I started, we obviously, each country played a different set of rules. So obviously it was football, but we still played football in, in different ways. Like France used a, a basketball. Um, America played it like American football. Um, so I've been to a couple of get-togethers basically in different countries where we had to fresh out a set of rules that the whole the whole world played to. Mm. So when it came to Euros and World Cups, we literally all played to the same kind of rules. So yeah, it was quite nice to be part of that throughout the years and, and obviously where we've got to now. There was a lot of work done early on, especially to cut, um, to sort of streamline the sport. You know, as you said, you know, there was different countries playing different balls and, the, and you know, whilst you've got that going on, you can't really have an international tournament because everyone's coming together and then mm. playing by different balls. And I know that WFA were very, you know, kind of important in those early days of helping to establish those kind of set rules, you know, um, so, you know, we've got like a big historical you know, kind of saying the sport over the years. So, yeah. So, John, yeah, thanks for that. Um, just moving on now, moving away from you two, you know, a little bit. You know, I know the season was cut short, you know, but before it was cut short, how do you think your season was going? I feel like we kind of went back to the drawing board a bit of training and really put some effort in and we just started kind of going up a level and then it got cut short. So, the timing wasn't ideal. I know for me personally, I was playing as good as I have for a long time. Um, that, yeah, that, that like Bobby said, we we started the season all right. Um, and obviously around November time, I I got ill, and um, there was two games which our, our team played, and I wasn't involved, and um, we didn't do too well, put it that way. Um, but it's always been the case. Not obviously this this team in particular. Throughout my time at Aspire, whenever I'm not not obviously for my sake, bigging myself up, but when I'm not on the pitch, mm. no one takes control, and we've always found that results don't go our way in that instance. So for me personally, I found that a massive problem. So after November happened, like Bobby said, we went back to the drawing board and we need to get everyone's skills up to a certain set that whether I'm there or not, they can cope in the big games, you know? It was quite eye-opening that simple things like doing a straight pass, when we were actually doing it on the pitch, it was more luck than judgment, you know? And it showed that in training that, we aren't consistent enough. And um, yeah, like Bobby said, we, we went back to drawing board and we started going over the standard general tactics of football um, and found that our results were improving dramatically and our um, gameplay was great. And like Bobby was saying, he was playing the best football that I think I've seen him ever play. Mm. And so, yeah, we were in a good position. And unfortunately, obviously the circumstance took yeah. took over and we are where we are. No, I can definitely know that. about it. Um, he, he was part of the team that beat us on that day, but we won't yeah. go there. <laughs> yes, I was fortunate enough not to um, you know, to play at the right time for once, you know, because it's the first <laughs> time I've played a spire and John's not been playing. So, yeah, we took our, 
chance to beat you on that day. Um, it was a last minute, wasn't it? It was about 30 oh, seconds to go. You played really well, actually. But um, I definitely come out, you know, if you don't mind me saying that you know, Johnny's a linchpin of a spire for, for, for years and years. Yeah. And then we played against him. Remember a game years ago where we only lost 2-1 to you. I was in the fossils. We actually equalised and then um, we should have had a penalty. Um, to this day, we should have had a penalty. <laughs> oh, we, um, we and then you went up the other end and won 2-1. Oh, man, that was about seven years ago now. But I still remember that. So, Not that he's you know, pizza. Theme, theme coming out. We've been yeah. trying to beat you for years. Dave knows we the, did rest, manage... the time, everything that he should <laughs> exactly. have Exactly. He's been waiting for this moment so he can bring it up again come on Dave who was the ref who was oh, the ref um, I, I, I don't think he's refing anymore but it, it was it was that <laughs> wall panel oh, the WFA sacked him off I nearly fell out the chair <laughs> oh, I've never seen anyone like that before you, oh, that steam was coming out of his ears it was not good oh listen I've known him 16 years right and in all that time that the conversations we've had about oh the Blues lost because I didn't have my lucky pants on Who's lost because I didn't drive that way to the game? They lost because of that. It's just beyond ridiculous, you know. That book of excuses are getting bigger, isn't it, though? It is, it is, mate. It is, it is, yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, it was a fun day for me, but it doesn't, if you don't mind me saying, it doesn't mean that I've beaten a spy, if you know what I mean, you know, because you weren't there, you know. Oh, thanks. It's nice to do, and it was a good win on the day. Uh, but, you know, it'll always, you know, it's like if you don't like beat Real Madrid in the Champions League final, you haven't really won the Champions League. Do you, do you know what I mean? You know, that yeah, yeah. sort of thing. But, but you know, you can only beat what turns up at, at, um, like on the day. So, yeah. Um, but definitely John's been the linchpin of a spire. Um, so can I ask, based on the fact that you said, John, that you've... you've um looked to re-kind of structure the team and, and make sure everybody's skills are brought out just in case you're not there. Yeah. What does that mean for you, Bobby? Because you said you were <laughs> you were playing the best you've played until the season was stopped. So does that mean you're stepping forward more now? I think that's the hope, I think. Um, the, the problem is with the position that John plays, is um, it's just obviously there's only four players on the pitch. It's such a main part and playing with someone like John, who's been one of the first players to ever play it. It's like, we've got so used to it over the years and I've learned the game, having him always being in the middle and being around him. So like, you want to be able to step up. But it's just so, like the level he's at compared to some other people trying to step into those shoes are almost impossible. But I think um, that's the plan. We want to try and I think he was hoping that I would be the guy to kind of try and control us. But the whole team, we just lost everything, basically. When he wasn't there. Um, can I just come in as well? You used to have Charlie Kitcher as well, who's just recently retired and stopped playing. He was, you know, a massive part of your team as well, and also like you know, regular England international. You know, so how big a miss has that been since uh, Charlie retired? Oh, a massive! Like Kitcher's mm. one of them players that you very rarely will find. Um, mm. His attitude. Uh, it, he can wind up Merchant, which everyone knows. If <laughs> he doesn't round someone up in the game, then he's not done his job. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just his character around the training. Um, well, no, not around training because he never turned up for training. Um, <laughs> but around around the team, around the, the games, um, it, you won't find another one like him. Uh, and yeah, he's a talented boy. Um, he just does some things which you think, well, um, you've done that. But it was a shame that he retired. Um, but I guess everyone's got their life sometimes out of football and um, you have to make them choices, don't you? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, on that note then, and I just heard a ping, I've probably been caught up in the podcast as well. Um, <laughs> so we're going to play 2v1, John and Bobby, okay? 2v1! Okay, so 2v1, obviously it's based on the on the very famous power chair rule. Basically, it's a question and answer based challenge. And if you get it right, then John and Bobby get the point. If you get it wrong, I get the point. Okay, so last week I won 3-0. So what I do at this point is usually pile heavy loads of reverse psychology onto the two guests and say, it's going to be very easy. It's all about power chair football, so you should breeze through this, okay? Yeah, you're Um, crafty watching. It worked worked last week anyway because I won as a (laughs) set. Okay, so some answers are very short. Some answers you'll need to give 10 answers for, and we'll give you 30 seconds for those. So each question is timed. Can you do the time? I can. One? Yes, I'll get me The first question then requires 10 seconds. You can confer, but then say your final answer is, okay, lad, when you're ready, Siobhan, put 10 seconds on the clock. 10 seconds on the clock now. Okay, then. What is the length of the sim bin in power chair football? The sim bin? The sim bin period. Oh. So they've got a sim bin period. What is the length of it? The five, first is up at National League. Four, three or five four, minutes. Three. Three. Minutes, I think. Three. Oh, right, oh. three. Three, three minutes, your final answer? Yeah. Three minutes, that's, your final answer. That's wrong. It's four minutes because it's 10% oh. of the game. Oh. 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 One goal oh. to Lewis. Sorry. Right. First goal to man, one nil up. Okay. Um, I, sh- I should have said it's best of three. So it's first of three questions, all right? Okay. Second question. How long on the Ten clock? seconds on this one. Okay. How wide are the goals in power chair football in metres? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Three, Bob's come three two, two, one. How many metres, Bob? Watch your answer uh, across. So wide, how many metres? That's got, I, I reckon, three and a half. Oh, what? Is that your answer, John? Yeah. Oh. yeah, let's go for that. Wow. Six metres, the goals are. Bobby, Six metres wide. Two Six to Lewis. How big you playing, Bob's? It just feels like I'm shocked you don't know these. How long have you been playing? <laughs> I um, just play what's in front of me, mate. Not not on the paper. Definitely don't mark out the courts and the pitch map. No. <laughs> okay, it's so it's two nil to me. Two nil to me. Then this one now is a is a, a ten answer requirement, but it's good okay. fun. You've got to get at least a couple of answers of these because on, if you don't, there'll still be madness. Okay. Yeah. There's ni- 19 possible answers to this question coming up, okay? You've got to name 10 of them. All right. Okay. Siobhan, put 30 seconds 30 on the clock, please. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll name the question and then start 30 seconds when I finish answering asking it, okay? So, Bob, Johnny, name 10 power chair players to score 100 or more goals in the National League since it began. Me? Chris Gordon? Okay. Uh, Charlie Kitcher. Charlie Kitcher. Ed. Four. Marcus. Harry. Five, yeah. Um, Harry six, Bob- yeah. Bobby, you got to score more hundreds. Don't be silly. Calf. Calf, eight. I'm going to give you Bobby. Bobby has. Bobby's yeah, on four, the yeah. you, Wow, that's made Five, my Five. Four. Nine, one more. Three. Eight, two. No. One. Oh. Dave Lewis. No, no. no, I'm just. Oh, Brad you got and... nine. You got, you got nine. nine. Right. Oh, my God. Me and Brad are just below 100. Oh, um, man. I'm not going to give loads of answers because we do want to use this question again, but yeah. I will give you one. You could have had Rob Thompson. I thought him, but, I, you know. We never used to play for you guys. So. Uh, you, you were so close there. You nearly uh, got him as well. 
Fighting in again. Two on one. I'm glad that we've lost, but the fact that's that I now know that I've scored 100 goals, I'm well happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks for that, lads. Well, it's the Go end on. of the first half. I love parachute football because it enables me to play a competitive sport at a high level. Parachute football means I can play a team sport and be part of a big community. I love parachute football because it enables me to play sport that I enjoy watching because I enjoy watching normal football as I call it. It enables me to play a competitive version of my own and meet new people that are like-minded and in the same boat as me really. What I love most about powertrain football is the fact that it's a competitive sport and there's always somewhere else it's going. It never stops. It's never an end point. It's always got somewhere else to go. Makes me feel like I'm part of the team. And from a parent's perspective, as Oliver's mum, we just feel like it gives him an opportunity to get in, involved in a competitive sports environment that would normally be closed off to him. Okay then, so next question, boys. Um, what makes a winning parachair football team? And John, you've won many a league title, many a cup, so I'm, I'm expecting a good answer to this. Uh Team spirit and hard work, mate. Um, that pretty much, if you've got that, then you've got a winning formula. Um, if everyone's not prepared to put in the effort that of yourself is, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to get results. You know, the saying, you only get out what you put in, is uh, very prized in this football. Um, yeah, the hours of dedication at training, when it comes that nice on the pitch, it um, gives you results that obviously everyone wants. Bobby, anything to add? I think the thing I found key is just when we lose, I feel like as a team, we've always been very good at kind of, that everyone was just kind of go away, think about it, and we always come back stronger. And we always kind of defensively, we've always adjusted things. And I feel like the intelligence of the game, sometimes just to kind of be able to come away and really kind of, you should get your brain into it um, and understand what went wrong and take it on board and don't take it personally and stuff. And I feel like we've done that really well. Yeah, that's what we do as a team. We never pinpoint who's at fault for the loss, you know. As a team, we win together, we lose together. And uh, that's what I find important. Excellent. Brilliant, boys. Excellent. Okay, um, so earlier on in the first half, we heard about, you know, how your club was formed as far, you know, and it was formed like from Stanmore. Um, You know, just moving away from that, you know, how does your club, like, you know, manage to, like, uh, sustain itself now and keep going? Um, because we heard last week that from Rob and Jamie, they're part of Newcastle Foundation, so it's easy to see how they can keep going. They're connected to a, a major football club, but mm. like, but no, Aspire isn't like that. So can you tell us how it's different? No, over the years we've tried that method. You know, we um mm. we were once Aspire Hotspur, we were linked with Tottenham Hotspur, okay. um, but with what they promised us and what we got wasn't what we liked. Um, mm-hmm. So and being linked, you can't then go and try and get funding from charities and stuff because it's all got to come through the football club. So after, I think, a couple of years of being with them, we kind of disbanded and became Aspire again. Um, and since then, mate, it's just been hard work of um, hard work of the parents, you know. Um, everyone in our committee is a parent of someone that plays. And um, we've got, obviously got fundraising, a few people that do fundraising. And that's the only way we get our money in. Um, they appeal for grants. Um, we put on uh, dinner and dances every year to try and raise some extra cash. Um, but it is all individual 
uh, stuff, really. Um, mm. Like you said, we haven't got a team that we can rely on to give us funding or pay for chairs. Um, we've just been lucky that we've got a good group of people on the committee um, that have put everything in place over the past 18 years, really. Um, I've just got a question about that because yeah. obviously lots of charities and things have been impacted by the lockdown and lots of fundraising has been hit. So how has that impacted your club? Not so much at the moment because for us, we've got money in the bank, but we've not necessarily had the money going out because training has been cancelled. So there's no money for training. Um, Obviously, everything else has already been paid for, like the fees for the league and stuff. So uh, what we've got in the bank is kind of just sitting there, which is quite nice knowing that we've got that to come back to. But for instance, we were looking to raise money for Champions League. We've not had the chance to do that over the last few months. And so depending on when the Champions League comes around, which I, I doubt it's this year now, we've lost them few months that we were hoping to raise money for. So that's the only kind of impact that it's had on us as a club. But we know there are grants out there if, if we had lost money. Uh, I know Sport England uh, are giving out grants for teams that have lost income during this period, which is handy to have. Um, and it's good that uh, they're doing that for clubs. But like I say, we haven't really lost much. So we're, we're still in a good position. We've uh, managed to get some funding from Sport England for the WSI for the money we've lost. So that's, you know, you know, it's actually come through this week, as you've seen, yeah. John, you know, because you're part of the WFI. So that's really been, you know, you know, that's really good. That is, I can't, I can't fault that scheme for Sport England. Excellent. People, if clubs are listening to this and uh, you are struggling for endless time, if Sport England do offer that service. So uh, I would encourage to apply for it and hopefully get some money back for your club. And I think initially it's open until the end of July. So people have still got time to like, get the application and you do hear everything like you know sort of two weeks and mm. um, you know it's a very quick process yes excellent just want to touch on that again so you like depend on volunteers I guess John hugely just like the WFI I mean since I've been doing this role you know I've never said no to a volunteer um, because they're like you know you know me and you are volunteers for what we do you know we you know we can't put enough emphasis on the volunteers we do even at the weekends when we when we can actually hold them and I think I'm checking you any people who are on the calf and stuff Mm. No, um, no, we really do rely heavily on our volunteers. So, um, massive part of what we do. Next question, then, um, probably one for you boys, right up your street because you've been involved for so long. Um, what are the biggest changes you've seen to the sport over the years? Um, obviously, the biggest change was the change of chair when the strike force came in. It just took us into another level, really. Um, which we got to see that a lot of the other countries have been using them. So, and we. We actually did okay battling against people that did have them. But yeah, that made a massive change. The whole, everyone, the passing in the game has changed a lot where it's so, it's very entertaining. It used to be, at the start, it was a lot of dribbling and a lot of just pushing against each other. But now, the way it's expanded and the passing and the movement and stuff is really, that's what's taken it to the next level for me. Definitely, John. Anything to add? Yeah, obviously on top of what Bobby's already said, mm. I think the video, the live stream, um, mm, yeah, is taking right. the sport to a new level, you know. It's it's great playing the sport, but when you can actually look it back and see what the game was about, like obviously everyone sits in on a Saturday night to watch match of the day to see what their team's done, you know. But mm. to be able to look back, especially from a manager's point of view, to look back and see a game that you've just played and see the good things and the bad things that you've done, I think it's allowed this sport to progress so much. Um, and yeah, definitely that for me is a massive 
massive positive we've had. Definitely, yeah, that was one of my main aims to sort the stream out when I'm, you know, when I sort of became chairman. You know, I use the video a lot, you know, for my team in Cheltenham. You know, I, you know, it's absolute gold just to actually look back on the games and see your own performances, see your players' performances. Um, I think, I think, you know, just touching what Bob said with the chairs, you know, the whole dynamic of the sports changed, hasn't it? The last sort of three or four years, you know, the pace of the game speeded up. It's a lot less like bumper cars, which was, you know, which was the phrase back in the day. So yeah, you know, chairs have made a huge difference as well. But we were. Um, you know, a little bit behind sort of France and America and stuff. Um, but yeah, but we're on a par with them now, if not ahead. Siobhan, question. Can I ask you, like, what aspirations you've got for the team over the next sort of five years once we come out of lockdown? Um, for me, we've always promised so much before the season's begun. Uh, all right, we've won a few cups over the last two, three years. Um, but obviously the league is what we aim for each season. Um and we've kind of let ourselves down the last couple of years um, with our consistency for, on the pitch. And so for me, over the next uh, next season, is to win that league back. Um, and obviously, Europe Europe's massive for us. We've we've never done ourselves justice when we've gone away. Um, we've always been there or thereabouts, but never in the semi final. You know, we've always let ourselves down. So for me, on a club level, that's definitely what we need to be um, in the next few years' time. Bobby. You got any? Yeah, no, I agree, I agree with that. That yeah, the European stuff is what. As much as we've gone away and had a lot of fun, we've always fallen a little bit short. So for me, that's and we want to get back on top again. That's what we want. We want to win everything again. Um, just to let you know, someone, sorry, like that Aspa was supposed to be part of the Champions League tournament, and um, you know the uh, Champions Cup, sorry, um, and now we're meant to go to Geneva in August. Um, you know, as one of the English representative teams, you know, along with West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, because of the coronavirus, it's all been cancelled and postponed indefinitely now. Certainly, probably for the rest of this year. Um, yes, yeah, so you know, um, you know, Aspire is still due to go whenever that tournament is held. Which leads us really nicely on to the next question. Last week, when we had uh, Jamie and Rob on, they were talking about because um, obviously they'd had quite a good season as well until everything stopped. So um, we asked them how they'd kept in touch with um, their players and their kind of community during lockdown. And we know that clubs all over the UK are doing different things. Um, What have you been doing to kind of keep your club together and talking and engaged during lockdown? We would normally train on Sunday at three o'clock. So instead of that, now we have a quiz every Sunday at three o'clock. Um, so we've done that on a weekly basis, obviously changing the quiz master each week. And we're part of a group chat on Facebook and on WhatsApp. So um, we keep in touch that way, which we found obviously is, is good. I don't know how long the quiz is going to last because, you know. You're running out of questions. <laughs> yeah, Never done so many quizzes, have we? During the last 12 weeks. <laughs> and, so, and obviously there's always the same winners. <laughs> which is get bored, yeah. you know. Obviously, I'm not one, but uh, <laughs> I'm normally the wooden spoon kind of guy. But yeah, that's how we're keeping in touch. But we're looking um, over the last, uh, well, the quiz last week, we discussed the possibility of meeting up somewhere uh, for a long distance kickabout. Bob, you weren't involved, obviously, you didn't attend. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we mentioned maybe finding a derelict car park um, to meet up for a long distance kickabout. That's That's hopefully in the coming weeks. Fingers crossed, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we've got. I think we've got one more question. But what we'll do, we'll save that to the very end because it's an interesting question, but one you'll definitely uh, be able to answer. I think we'll do the thirty-second challenge now. Okay. 
listening to last week's though, I've got to say, it was the longest 30 seconds ever. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking I should have 40 seconds and that fits with the whole 14 minute thing. Okay, you know so I mean? I'm going to put the no, timer on then for 40 seconds. 40 and seconds. Now okay. we're going to do the final challenge. Set ball. Right, boys. Rules are relatively simple. You've got 40 seconds to name as many power chair clubs as you possibly can. Now, I don't care how you do this. You know, Bobby, you could start name five or and then switch to John. You could do one each and alternate it. The only rule is if you repeat an answer within the 40 seconds, and that's your go over. Yeah. So if you say aspire and list another 10 clubs and say aspire again, then that's it. Your goes over. Okay. Listen carefully. I've got 40 seconds on the clock, so I'll tell you when you're into the last five seconds. <laughs> Okay. We'll just let you go. We'll only give you a, like a, a like a ten second countdown. Okay. So I'll only speak if you repeat one, and I'll give you how many at the end. Okay. So I'll be keeping score. Right. Okay. On the rules, lads. Many as yeah. possible. Okay. There are forty six possible clubs within England. Okay. Oh, uh, just yeah. England, yeah. Just England. Just England. Sorry. Cool. Just England. Okay. Cool. So WFA affiliated clubs. All right. Siobhan, we'll go on your whistle. Okay. Aspire Evergreen, Muscle Warriors, um, Aspire Lions, uh, Thunder, West Brom, uh, Frostles, Middlesbrough, Newcastle, Leeds, uh, Leeds Chariots, um, Ocean PFC, uh, Knots, Nottingham Forest. Uh, oh my God, thanks, mate. Um, no, 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 I'm going to look like I'm bad. <laughs> Five, sixteen, four, sixteen, three, um, uh, two, I don't know. one. Time's up. Time's up, lads. I, think I made that sixteen. Okay, and I think John said them all. <laughs> John, John just listed all of them, but I was like, oh, <laughs> you were a bit, du- you were a bit dumbfounded, weren't you? A bit like, oh my god, it's my turn. I'd, I can't remember <laughs> I, I, what I he said. I didn't want to interrupt and say the same one as him. He just flew through them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen is your is your final number. There were a couple of dodgy ones, I've got to say. Um, honestly, but we will give it you 16. 16 um, is, is, your, is your total. Who is dodgy? Aspire, I'm Aspire and Aspire Lions yeah, are one but, club. They're just different teams. Yeah, but they registered <laughs> differently under... Uh, oh, okay, that's what I'm letting you know. Same as Nottingham, same as Fossils. It's it's one club, but two teams. Um, no, they're two teams. <laughs> they can play each other, which I make that two teams. No, that's, that's fine. That, 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 that's why I'm letting you have I'm 16. I'm afraid. I'm afraid you haven't beat Newcastle though. They're on. You haven't beat Newcastle though. They had twenty. So right. top of the oh, leaderboard leader. is Newcastle and Aspire a second on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle top of the league. Okay, lads. Okay, so um, and I hope you enjoyed that. You know, it's a little bit of fun. There's loads you missed, but well, well yeah. done. So what, what you said. We've got one last question, boys. It's a it's an interesting question. It's one that provoked an interesting answer last week. If you could change one rule within power chair football, then what would it be? Oh, sorry, not Easy. not rule, law of the game, sorry. I don't want the referees emailing me. What law of the game would you change and why? I bet we're going to say exactly the same thing, I bet. Can I have two? If you want, go on then. Bob, you go one first. Of, the two-on-one rule. Yeah. The, the, I, I would only change the attacking side of it. Defensively, I get it. But when you're trying to get the ball moving... Which Dave, you're a passer of the game. You know it's like no, trying, no. you're getting, trying to get the ball moving. I don't feel like you gain that much of an advantage. 
from. Yeah. Just, it just makes the game better as a whole, in my eyes. So just not as, be a little bit more lenient on the attacking side of it. And the way I think that could work is until the defender touches it, it doesn't become a two-on-one. So you can keep passing between the two okay. attackers. And yeah. then as soon as the defender touches it, if you're in two metres, then that's fair enough, you know? But yeah. until they do, then there's no harm in continually passing it for me. No, I can understand that. I have heard that before. And um, from a player's perspective, it's more of a talent to pass in a, to pass in a tighter area yeah. with lesser yeah. space than it is with the bigger space. So, yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Do you understand that, Shaman? Yes. Cool. I think we're talented enough now and we've got the equipment enough to make the ball smaller. Doing that will allow passing to happen more freely and also score more goals. I feel like promoting the attacking is going to make the game more watchable and it make it grow. If it, if it finishes 12-10, so be it. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, um, since the chairs have been brought in, little little stat for you, there's been more games. It's increased by nearly 75%. There's more games where both teams score because oh, okay. since we got the strike force chairs, because obviously they're more powerful, teams can have a shot from anywhere, really. And yeah. you know, you've always got a chance of scoring. So there's a lot more games now than, say, five years ago where both teams score. Um, the goal differences with the bottom teams is getting less. And, you know, and then there's like, you know, the goal differences at the top are getting more at the times. So, so there are stats to suggest that the games are more, you know, the games are more competitive. You don't get your. 10 nil so much now you know you get like you know, you know more four twos six twos and things like that you know so you yes able to, yeah. you used to be able to defend with just one guy really like yeah. with the old chairs that middle person like John he could just, just pick everything out half the time but, but as soon as that ball got hit that a little bit harder and faster then it made the whole defensively now is a whole team effort which I love yeah. It's the, final. Oh, no. it's the final whistle. I want to carry oh, on. <laughs> so we've come to the end of the game, but thank you very much for taking part. It's been really useful. I've learnt some new things today. I'm going to have to go back and listen through those so I can remember what those things are <laughs> because my yeah. memory is shocking. But it's been great to hear about Aspire because I didn't know anything about you before. So it's been lovely to hear about your club. Excellent. It's been really good. Really enjoyed it. And to yeah, hear about you what you're doing during okay. lockdown. So hopefully once we come out, I'll be able to come to one of your games. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's yeah. first day. Yeah. Hopefully we'll all be back on the pitch soon. Yeah. 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 Later. Fingers crossed. Okay, right. But in the meantime, you know, if we all stay connected, um, you know, you know, stay in touch, stay supporting each other. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, all right. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. Thank you. Set Ball is an Outer Circle production. 